This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you. And if you were with us earlier this week, you know the subject we're sharing about is the subject of the priesthood, a call originally given to Israel from God that they were to be a holy nation and a royal priesthood. We found that in Exodus 19. However, it also extends to every born-again believer, whether we're from a Jewish or a Gentile background. And we read from 1 Peter chapter 1, where it says, you are a holy priesthood. So again, it extends to all of us who know the Lord. In fact, we spoke about the priesthood in Revelations chapter 1 and chapter 5 which calls us to be that royal priesthood. And again, the Old Testament priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, was a foreshadowing of the New Testament priesthood. We spoke from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. And so we understand that we have been called many things. We're known by many things. For example, we're sons and daughters of God. We're children of God. Jesus even called us friends. But I really believe that we've neglected the call to be priests, especially in this day and age. And we remember, Junie, that we spoke about what was on the turban of the Levitical priests. It said, holy to the Lord. And we spoke about the breastplate on them and the breastplate of those who walk in the armor of God. And you know what? That could be called for anybody because, excuse me, we are all priests. And it's so important, Shelley, because you're right we have neglected the sanctification that comes or the separation that comes with holiness. And we're exhorted in the scriptures that um, in Leviticus 11.44 it says, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. So he uh, gave specific instructions to Israel how much more important as believers living for God. And he also spoke in the scriptures saying, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time you stay on earth. 
So we really see, Shelley, that there's um, an application that we need to um, uh, see fulfilled in our life of sanctification and separation to be holy and that we would conduct ourselves as representatives. He said, if you address Father as the one, and we know the Holy One because we know Jesus is his son, and so we need to conduct ourselves as his representatives, as witness, as witnesses of God. Amen. And yesterday we spent some time, Junie, reading out of Leviticus chapter 10. And I think it's important if we go back there, because even at the initial stages of the priesthood, when Israel was being formed as a nation, as they were delivered out of Egypt, the priesthood was the center of activity, and they were the heart of the people. And yet we read this yesterday, Leviticus chapter 10. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective fire pans and after putting fire in them, placed incense on it and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, It is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I will be treated as holy. And before all the people, I will be honored or glorified. So Aaron, therefore, kept silent. Junie, these are very powerful verses, and we need to understand that the penalty, the the dramatic judgment against these two men was incredible, because we have to remember this was at the initial stages of the priesthood. So we need to see that this went far beyond the incident that concerned these two sons And it's easier to understand the swiftness and the severity of God's judgment because fire that was taken, that was not taken from the altar is strange fire. And yesterday we spoke about that word strange, Juni. In Hebrew, it's the word zor. And the root idea of the word means to deviate, to turn aside, to be opposed to that which is right. It's unlawful. And amazingly, that word appears in the book of Proverbs, when it refers to an adulteress. So, again, we pointed out yesterday, and we need to emphasize it today also, when you look at Leviticus 8 and Leviticus 9, everything was done as the Lord commanded Moses. And at the end of chapter 9, the glory of God fell, and everybody fell on their faces to worship. But here, Nadab and Abihu did what was not commanded, and that was strange fire, and they were severely judged. They they, they were consumed by the fire of God. So again, when we look at the word holy and we look at the word fire, there is a holy fire that comes from God. And anything we do that is not ordained or commanded by God, that we do believing it's him and it's not, is strange fire. And you know, Shelley, if our hearts are for God and wanting to obey God and be his representatives... The fire of God doesn't destroy us, but it purges and cleanses us. And because of his life in us, if we're born again, what happens is our old nature or the things that we once would choose to do or live in are purged and cleansed so that his life will come alive in us. And that has to do with our will our yielding our will to say, Lord, I want to be of that royal priesthood that you spoke of in Peter and exhorted us 
to be sanctified and separated from the world. And you know, Junie, when we think of holy fire, I believe the first time the word holy is even mentioned or written in the scriptures is when God called Moses up to Mount Sinai and he got, Moses was commanded by God to remove the sandals off his feet because the ground on which he stood was holy. And we need to ask ourselves, even today, what makes anything holy? And I believe that which makes anything and everything holy is the presence of God. And it's so important that we live in his presence because the word of God, of course, says without holiness, we cannot see God. You know, Shirley, as you were saying that, I thought of the difference between the law and grace. Sure. You know, if you went into um, a building that had a sign from the time you walked in, don't spit, don't loiter, um, all the don'ts of what you shouldn't do, you might find yourself loitering, or someone who is in deep rebellion might even spit at the sign. But if you walked into a palace and there were no signs telling you what to do, but everything was um, greeting you and inviting you to come in and to dine and to um, relax and to find people who love you, you wouldn't even think of spitting or um, loitering or doing all the things that in another building might have signs telling you what not to do. My whole point is this, Shelley, that when we draw close to the Lord and come to know him as he is, the desire of our heart would be to be pleasing to him. And because he's holy, we would not want to do those things that displease him. And I know, Shelley, people who have backslidden or fallen into deep sin they grieve in their heart. Yes, Lord. Uh, they, they don't know how to get out of the net that's holding their foot. And there is a way, Shelley, to get out of that net, to come before the living God and to cry out to him for forgiveness and ask him to deliver you because his blood was shed for you and for me to make us a royal priesthood and a holy nation. Amen. You know, as you were talking, Jenny, my thought is, look at the conditions in the earth and in this country today. Uh, one of the signs, according to Matthew 24, of the end days, is lawlessness. And wherever you go, lawlessness is, is all around us. Lying has become a way of life. Being hypocritical is just natural. Protecting yourself is just natural. And I believe it gives God's people an opportunity to come into the realm of holiness that we've never come into yet. It, it gives us an opportunity to uh, receive the royal priesthood that God has called us to be, and we could make a dramatic difference in the earth today. We can be a people who are living another lifestyle, not part of the world or the mentality of the world, but be a royal priesthood, a holy nation in the midst of a dark world. And Shelley, I think the key to become a holy people and see the church come into its fullness and for Israel to become a holy nation is really to know the Holy One. Yes. And to really see how his heart is bidding us to come and how he loves us 
and how he desires to have fellowship with us and how he desires to impart to us his life. And we can read in Isaiah 35, 8, it says, And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. And the unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. And so we see that there's a road, a road to heaven, a highway of holiness that only those who know the Lord and allow the Lord to be their life. And when we know him, Shelley, how can we want anything else? That's right. And we become then the royal priesthood and a holy nation when we learn his ways and not our own. So, Lord, as we conclude this program, we want to pray for the holy fire of God to come down upon your people. Lord, that refiner's fire that would refine us like silver and gold are refined. Lord, it's so desperately needed in this day and age that we would be a distinctly different people walking in a holy manner, demonstrating the holiness because God is holy and God says, be ye holy as I am holy. Lord, send your holy fire. Get rid of anything strange out of us that we might walk in a holy manner. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.